Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. is up everybody it is friday 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 and you know what that means over here at player profile that is right we are here to do some dfs on the big tilt and i am joined i'm joined by my friend joe pisapia over there from fantasy pros what's going on joe how you doing what's up chase i'm good a little tired but good working on the baseball book if you can believe it already for uh December doing football stuff. It's a fun week of betting. We had a lot of good bets on Monday and Thursday night come in. So I'm in a good mood, but a little tired, but it's okay. We got plenty, uh, plenty of juice left for a little DFS talk. And there's a lot of interesting stuff out there, especially with this slate. This is the first time I feel like in weeks that we've had that full slate of big time running backs available too. So that's going to change a lot of things. I think a lot of people are going to run to there. So I'm going to run the opposite direction and go very heavy quarterback and wide receiver. Cause that's how I roll. Uh, but uh, yeah, full slate, no buys, and a bunch of the RBs who aren't playing on Sunday night football or Monday night football or Thursday night football for a change. So it's a much different looking picture than we've seen in like a month. Yeah, it, it's interesting, right? Because I mean, we should see a little bit of heavy ownership on you know, not only the running backs, but the quarterbacks as well. But we got a full slate available for us. Yeah, uh, we, we get to play around with some of these these higher end wide receivers because we know where the chalk is going to lie and is not going to be on the wide receiver. Spoiler alert. But, you know, more so like I think that this week we kind of have to focus more so on what games we're playing more so than ever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we still don't have those obvious games, which I think is good for us on DFS, right? We don't have that 55 point over under on any game. In fact, I don't think we have a single one over 50 points, but this kind of still allows us to get in with the game stacks and try and attack these individual games while trying to play the, the studs, of course, a wide receiver. But I'm looking at this slate like I want to play double stacks all day. Yeah, it's definitely that kind of slate, too. And, and you know, the London games also throw a wrench into these. So between the buys and the London games and who's playing on all the different primetime games, you just haven't had this sort of mix of talent altogether. So this is really refreshing and really interesting. And it, and it is going to be a little bit more wide open last week with you know all the buys going on it, it did look like it was very chalky to go with kansas city it turned out that was the very right decision to go and now a lot of us including me faded away from that a little bit and wish that we did not but now is a chance to redeem ourselves in week eight and that's a I'm, good thing kansas city was tough because the offense just hasn't been producing at the level that we're used to them producing at so the prices that we have to pay every week it just wasn't worth it but last week was the week to hop on that this week, it feels like the games that I really want to dive into are going to be the 49ers, Bengals, and then the Rams, Cowboys. 
I can't disagree. Uh, and I hope that's not a foreboding for us, but in terms of the game script and going back and forth, yeah, those, those do feel like the ones that have the most potential. Um, and I'm in on Cincinnati. I was in on Cincinnati. Uh, I bet it already earlier in the week on Sunday night, uh, looking ahead. Uh, we usually do our Monday look ahead show over at betting pros. And, you know, to me, that's one that I, I think the sharper people are going to be on. Uh, we'll see what happens in terms of the quarterback situation. I'd be shocked if Purdy plays. We just, you know, it's very rare. You get anybody who gets in the protocol and plays in the same week. It's just rarely that you see that. Um, but there are other stacks to like, but in terms of the games and approaching them too, I think the one that you mentioned too, with, um, the Ram situation with Dallas, that to me might be the most appealing one on the slate. Yeah, I, I'm excited for it, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. You ready to kick the show off, Joe? Let's go, baby. Let's do it. All right. We are here. We are ready to rock and roll. We're ready to talk, of course, some DFS and dive into this slate. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about our studs, the guys that we really like, you know, for this upcoming slate, the guys we want in all of our lineups, those stacks that we really want to play. Then we're going to end up diving or we're going to build a lineup. After that, we're going to talk about some of the dudes we want to avoid, right? Which, spoiler alert, for those that watch the show every week, Joe Mixon is on this one yet again. I think he was on the one with us uh, last time we talked, Joe. I just I, It doesn't make any sense to me. Not against San Fran, especially. Yeah, and then last but not least, we will talk about some of our sleepers and build a third lineup. So let's go ahead and let's kick this off. Let's talk about some of our studs. Joe, where do we want to go this week? Where do we want to kind of build that foundation for the rest of our DFS house? Well, look, I, I feel really good about uh, the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase pairing. I know that's the one you're going with, but that's also my favorite one. I'm also good with having um, T Higgins as the alternate there in some lineups as well, or even having both of them, because like you said, I think Joe Mixon is a fade this week. If you want to get really weird with Tyler Boyd, uh, that's a tough one. Derek Brown was trying to sell me on that today. I'm not having that one, but you have, you have them coming off a bye. T Higgins had been banged up all year. I think that extra time is good. You also have the extra bit of news where Joe Burrow is taking practice snaps, which is very important. It's not working out of the shotgun, which means that calf is probably feeling better. So that kind of news and the suppressed price here on DraftKings of Joe Burrow and on FanDuel as well is one that I want to take advantage of. So I would, I would really mm -hmm. like to get involved in that game. I think the Dak Prescott um, trio with CeeDee Lamb and Pollard going with that trio is also really intriguing as well. I think there's a lot to glean from that. And I don't think the Eagles are going to be caught off guard this time by the commanders. So going all in on the Eagles this week in a full stack is also appealing to me. Man, I feel like we're on the same page, which we is are. scary. We it's are. scary. I mean, you know, when it's I'm sitting here going, when I was going through my, my show sheet, right, I'm like, dude, I, I feel like we're going to have some agreements here, but we, we can't come up with the same ones. But, I mean, honestly, we're, we're on the same exact page. You know, something makes me nervous, of course, and it always makes me nervous, is paying up for quarterback because when you pay up for quarterback, you're typically paying up for wide receiver as well to, to pair them with. And then you got to go or tight end, you know, like a Mark Andrews type situation. And then you have to, to end up paying down at multiple spots, you know, which always kind of worries me a little bit because you know how the quarterbacks are, man. We can get some of these lower end price quarterbacks that could end up producing at a high level and play all the studs that are on the slate. But, you know, as you said, like I, I love Hertz, right? I, I love running out Goddard over there. And, you know, A.J. Brown is somebody that I'm actually going to be fading this week. Once again, getting a little bit ahead of, of the show sheet here. But I, I like 
the the connection between Hertz and Goddard to kind of get a little bit contrarian on this. I yeah. mean, AJ Brown when he played was up against Emmanuel Forbes who weighs 165 pounds, like soaking <laughs> wet. And he just dominated, dominated, uh, you know, Manuel Forbes, A.J. Brown did. Yeah, so five yards in that game, not too shabby. You know, the only problem is, though, I mean, Hertz is super expensive, 8200 Yeah. And the thing is, you look at Burrow's price at six k. you know, it's $300 cheaper than C.J. Stroud, who's a quarterback I like this week. But how can I possibly justify Stroud over Burrow? I don't care about – look, San Francisco defense is very good. I'm giving them all their respect, right? And I know they've lost a couple games, and I've made money on those losses, so I'm very happy about that. But at the same time, if you're going to give me that quarterback – and people, I think, in the general public are still say, oh, Burrow against 49ers. I don't think I want to do that. I think it's still the way to go uh, when you're looking at this quarterback slate because um, the other pivot down is, again, to a bunch of guys that, you know, the Derek Carrs of the world and Geno Smith's and Russell Wilson's, and you just don't love those situations necessarily for them. No, I mean, and honestly, the 49ers, we saw it last week. They've been okay, right? They've been they've had great matchups. But He's $100 cheaper than Prescott, you know? I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, I'm on board with this. Let's go ahead and let's build this lineup. Let, let's start out with Joe Burrow, since that's what we're discussing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have to go with Chase on this one, especially considering you know where he plays in the slot, uh, where the 49ers give up receptions. Yeah. Of course, the the guy in the nickel right there, he's given up what 90%, I believe, completion rate on targets, which is 29th of 30 uh, qualifying yeah, they, they nickel corners. They have not been good, and you saw Minnesota expose them. You even saw Cleveland expose them to a certain extent, too, at times, P.J. Walker. So, you know, that that's the thing. You know, the teams that are built to just run the football, they're always going to struggle against the 49ers. But if you can throw the football, and Joe Burrow can, this is a good situation. And I'm with you. I, I still, you know, it might be chalky, whatever, like I said. Differential-wise, you want to have a Higgins and a Burrow and a Chase and a Burrow lineup, I'm good with that. If you want to have one where you have all three together, you can go completely gangbusters on that one, too, because I do think they will both – have a tough shot in this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm down to, to go double. Like I said, this just feels like a double stack week. And with Higgins at 5,900, I mean, it's not like he wasn't getting targets. He just wasn't catching those targets. Right, right. <laughs> and and you do expect the 49ers to keep this game somewhat competitive regardless. Even if Sam Darnold is playing quarterback, I know Debo's out, but you still have Christian McCaffrey. You still have Kittle. You still have Ayuk. You still have pieces here. So I, I imagine the 49ers are not going to just lay down and die here, especially at home. So I'm not expecting that, which is a good thing. Because you want them to push the total. That's what you're looking for. So do we think that we're going to be able to fit Christian McCaffrey in here? Are we trying to go George Kittle? What direction do you want to go? Uh, Well, look, at the running back position, I think the first guy that I keep coming back to on DK this week is Brees Hall. Um, You know that he is the guy there. The Giants are terrible against the run. They are 27th ranked against the rush uh, this year. And you're seeing, you know, that going in Brees Hall's direction in terms of the backfield. So, um I'm looking at this right now. I'm looking at the last two weeks for him against Denver. He was great, terrible run defense. And then against Philly, which was, you know, a much tougher one. He had trouble running the football, but he was getting involved in the passing game. Five catches for on five targets for 54 yards. So he still put up 20 DraftKings points. So to me, Brees Hall is that must have running back this week at that cost. All right, let's do that then. Let's go ahead and plug in Brees Hall up against the Giants. I love that take. Brees Hall is going to be one of my studs this week, of course. Uh, are you completely off of anybody from San Fran though? Like, are we going to run it back at all from, you know, on that side thinking that they could score? You know, the problem is McCaffrey's just so expensive and then you have to cheap out in multiple spots. So I don't love doing that because you have so many options at running back this week. I think if it was thinner at running back, it would make a little bit more sense, but I think, you know, as much as that lock McCaffrey touchdowns there and all of that, and, and you can make that case and, 
and you want to be involved in the back and forth in this game a little bit. I get that. But because of the uncertainty of number one, Brock Purdy's health, if he does play, if there's a re-injury and then you have to move to, to Sam Darnold or also what Sam Darnold is, I don't like uncertainty with my investments. So this is not a game I'm running back. Whereas if you want a game stack, Dallas and the Rams, that one I'm all for. That would be the Dak Prescott, to, uh, Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, run it back with, uh, you know, probably Cooper Cup. But then you, again, you have to really cheap out in a couple different spots there. But I think that's a game where you could see it going back and forth with the total where it makes a little bit more sense to be completely involved and then find some cost-saving guys, which there are this week. Those guys do exist. What about a tight end? I mean, George Kittle is is sitting out there. The Bengals haven't been good against the tight end this year. They've allowed some big games to happen. I mean, is Kittle an option to run it back? Kivin, Kittle is an option to run it back. Um, I think a safer one, too, especially if Darnold plays. Uh, I've been, again, you know, because I've been so heavy on some of these wide receivers and the, you know, full point PPR and DK, I've actually built some lineups with Trey McBride this week, who's going to be playing, and Dallas Goddard. To me, those are the two best values at tight end this week. Uh, you mentioned Goddard at the top of the show. I think he has a yep. really good opportunity in this game. So, I would prefer to go there. Um, Kittle has okay. just been super inconsistent. So the fact that we're going to find that consistency now all of a sudden with a possible change of quarterback, it's a little bit of a tough sell for me at 5,400 when I could save almost $1,000 and go down to Goddard. So Goddard or McBride to me at just 2,800, that free square guy with um, obviously no Zach Ertz this week, limited options there. They're going to be behind. They're going to have to throw the football. I kind of like where that could land on there too. He doesn't have to do much to return that value. And he allows me to go up to all these different spots. Yeah. I mean, I love Trey McBride. Great call on that one. That's one of my favorite plays of the week, of course, at the sleeper range. Um, we'll figure out where we're sitting money-wise and we'll see if we can pay up or go down. So we're going to skip okay. on Kittle for now. Uh, let's go ahead and let's plug in a DST just to, you know, get a placeholder in there. I'll go ahead and, and throw up. I got one for you. How about the Atlanta Falcons against Will Levis and Malik Willis and whatever else the Titans want to throw at you at quarterback? How about that defense? Let's do it. I was about to go Jacksonville against Pittsburgh, but I'm down to take that one too. Uh, That's uh, a great matchup. Pickett at least has some sort of uh, awareness of playing quarterback in this league. The Tennessee Titans, I mean, this could be brutal here. They're already jettisoning pieces. Byard's gone. Hopkins is on the trade block. Maybe Derrick Henry's on the trade block. I think this team is starting to implode on itself, and that's a perfect time to go target against it. Well, it's crazy because this team was supposed to be in a rebuild. That's what we thought they were going to do in the offseason. They go out, they acquire DeAndre Hopkins. You know, it, it just got a little bit bizarre there for a little bit, thinking that they would, you know, run the table and somehow make it in with this deteriorating roster that's been falling apart from us three consecutive years. And I'll tell you what, if you really want to go oppo, uh, you would have to also consider potentially the Bengals at 2,200 because if if Sam Darnold is playing uh, – then you might have an interesting opportunity there too, where you could get some sacks and some things of that nature. Yeah. Some, some strip sack return for a touchdown, which is the highest uh, pain play for a defense over there for the DSTs. I think that that's definitely a possibility. Now I do have a player for you, Joe, that I got to get your, your opinion on. And that's Ramondre Stevenson who, you know, we saw him pretty much just turn into this pass catching back while Ezekiel Elliott takes touches in the middle, but he's up against the Dolphins this week. And Ramondre Stevenson is a guy who hasn't really hit what we wanted him to hit or reach those expectations primarily because of Ezekiel Elliott, or at least we feel that way. Uh, but up against the Miami Dolphins, if he is that pass catching back, we could see New England in a losing situation. I mean, 
it, it just feels like this could end up coming to fruition. Now, he didn't do it the last time that they played. But how do you feel about Ramondre? You know, I know the Patriots are coming off that win and everybody is, you know, saying, hey, you know, Patriots, you know, and as a Patriots fan, I can tell you this offense is still bad. Um, I'm more curious about Javante Williams coming off his best game here. Um, he is a, a very cheaply priced running back. 15 for 82 last week. He also had four targets. Uh, so that's a good thing here. And the other running back, too, that I think needs to be strongly considered is Isaiah Pacheco, too, against the Denver Broncos, who are just the gift that keeps on giving. So if I'm going to go to that range, uh, I mean, Pacheco, I think, makes a lot of sense. I had this argument with Derek. He likes Javante. I like Pacheco a little bit more. But if you want to play team implied totals, that's the way to go. You know, I think. Yeah, Pacheco if you're playing off those, the these end, games, right, that have the, right. the higher scoring ones, you want the running back on the higher scoring opportunity. For me, I was thinking more so volume in the reception game. Uh, just because Javar, uh, Ramondre Stevenson can get you to those six, seven, eight reception type games. And typically with his yards after the catch, they could end up resulting in some bigger opportunities. But, I mean, you talk about the values that are cheaper than Ramondre. Like, I love Javante Williams. I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to be chalk this week for DFS. But in this lineup, I don't think that he's going to get played, you know, a whole ton in, in this, I guess, uh, this type of build. So I'm down for whatever one. What you want to do? Uh, oh, I've a lot. You you take a pick here. Pacheco, Javante, I think those guys are really interesting in that price range where I think they have touchdown equity. I think they have a good opportunity. Uh, and again, I think this is a week where people are paying up for a lot of these running backs uh, as opposed to us who might be trying to do the opposite here. Um, I also think, I know you're going to laugh a little maybe about this, but uh, Najee Harris against Jacksonville is interesting because they give up a ton of receptions to running backs. And if that trend continues where Najee starts catching the ball a little bit more, that could also be an interesting one. He had three targets last week. I don't know if it's something, you know, we want to chase necessarily. No pun intended, but that's hey, we, we took Joe and Chase to start the show, by the way. So you can make all the hey, puns you want. Following I this. mean, it works for me, baby. It works for me, but I, I'm open to any of those. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and, and take Javante in this one. If you would have said Jalen Warren, I would have been on board with you. But you went Najee Harris, which is just gross for me. I don't know. <laughs> I just gross, can't get on. It's different. If you get you 50 <laughs> points again, you know, next thing you know, you're in a good spot. True, true. All right, so now we're sitting here. We have about 5K left. We still have a tight end that we need. Um, do we want to go and, and try to fill this in to see what kind of budget we have left at the tight end position? Or would you rather uh, – Go with one of the tight ends you suggested and try and fill in the rest of our lineup. Uh, let's take a look here. Um, I think there's definitely some other values at wide receiver that we should talk about because I think that's the most important thing to get. Uh, I think some of the guys that really make a lot of sense this week, um, I think Pickens is really interesting against Jacksonville. Uh, I think Zay Flowers is another very interesting wide receiver too that people should be uh, looking at that opportunity. If you want to go down a little cheaper too, Rushy Rice has touchdown equity. He's got a cheaper price tag at 5K. Um, and, you know, if you're looking around through some of these other spots recently as well, there's been the emergence of guys like Josh Downs. Uh, Josh Downs yes. at 4,800 this week in New Orleans. To me, that makes a ton of sense on DK as a price saver. Dude, I, honestly, I love Rasheed Rice. I love Joshua Downs. I love Tank Dell. I love a lot of receivers in this range. I think so when we it, were, was it week two? You and I were on Tank Dell or whatever that week Oh, was. yeah, dude, I was we all right over Tank Dell. We built. Yeah. It was that. great, man. It was great. And, you know, Joshua Downs playing out of the slots. We know that the Saints are great outside, you know, the numbers. We know that they struggle up against the slots. So Joshua Downs, very, very interesting there as well. Uh, I'm down to, to honestly, and this is going to happen, by the way, in a lot of 
quarterback uh, pricey lineups, right, when I'm playing one of the top three guys, I'm going to have a lot of dual wide receivers in this range, uh, depending on where I'm trying to go. So, honestly, I feel like we could go with Rasheed Rice. That kind of plays off of the Jamata Williams in a high-scoring you know, type scenario. Mm-hmm. It also kind of gives us a little bit of leverage on that game. Yeah. You want to go with Rasheed Rice? Sure, absolutely. I'm good with Rice. So, uh, whenever in doubt, always go with the guy playing with the best quarterback on the planet. I think that's always good. <laughs> Hard to be wrong there. All right, so let's see. We talked about Trey McBride, who has a tough matchup at 2,800. And then the other guy that we brought up, was uh, Goddard at 4,600. If we go to 4,600, if we go to Goddard, we'll be playing in the mid-6K range for our last player uh, in the flex spot. If we go down to 2,800, I mean, we're talking about anybody. We could play anybody that we want to, pretty much. Uh, well, let's try the Goddard floor and then see what it looks like first. Because, I, again, you know, at tight end this week, it, I do think there are going to be some pretty good performers. It's hard not to think Kelsey's going to be good again. Uh, Andrews and Hawkinson are in good spots too. After that, it's it's a big question mark. So, I mean, you have those top three guys that I think everybody feels pretty good about. Then after that, you don't know the health of Waller. What else is new? Ingram's been just fine, but not earth shattering. Taysom Hill, you never know what you're going to get out of him. Schultz, Pitts, you know, and we talked about the inconsistency of Kittle too. So I think having Goddard is, especially the later trend these last few weeks of Goddard being a very good one. Now, last week... I'm just going to throw this out there. Last week, we had one of our best performing DFS lineups because we ran a Kelsey and a Mark Andrews in the flex. Uh-huh. So dual yep. tight end lineups, which I know some people swear against, but I'm just throwing I it out there. It's been our best lineup. Let me tell you, I don't on those shorter slates too when there's less talent. I mean, why wouldn't you want the guys catching passes? See, that to me never makes much sense. If, if you know Kelsey performs like a wide receiver and so does Mark Andrews, what are you worried about there in Smash Smot? So I don't have a problem with that at all, that logic. It does not well, bother me. We do have 6,400 left, and Mark Andrews is in there. Now, I'm not saying we should play Mark Andrews. I just want to throw it out there. I got um, But got Another no player I really like this week is, is DeAndre Swift. I mean, I think Swift has an excellent, excellent matchup up against Washington, who has not been doing well up against pass-catching running backs the past couple weeks. Uh, Swift has been commanding targets more so than what we've seen any Eagles running back do with Jalen Hurts thus far. Uh, you know, it's it's somewhat of a weird situation because the Washington defense has completely shifted off of what we knew them to do earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. And now they have like Jamin Davis going one-on-one up against running backs. And, and it's worked out well in terms of the reception percentage, but he also is giving up a tons of yards after the catch, which we know Swift can generate yards after the catch so swift is right here in that range for us if we decide that we want to go with the three running back mold um you know Olave is pretty sexy up against indy who their best corner is is normally playing in the slot so he'll have all day to to, to run those routes we have amari cooper we have pacheco who we already talked about where do you want to go here i think you started off in the right spot to be honest with you i mean i think you made a very convincing argument for swift uh i like the eagles implied total in this one too um and you know the only thing you have to worry about sometimes is a little bit of the uh, okay well jalen hurts gets down there and you know the brotherly shove their way into the end zone so they could steal some touchdown equity away from him but uh the argument for him catching the ball in the backfield too and kind of being the all-purpose guy is good enough on DraftKings for me where I think you're guaranteeing the most touches of the football there with Swift to the guys you mentioned, which is which is definitely appealing to me for sure. All right, let's go ahead and let's throw Swift in there. We're going to go ahead and hit submit. Do we like where we're sitting with this? 
I do. What do you think of it, Chase? Honestly, I'm stoked on it. I think this is a great lineup. <laughs> Putting two um, heads together. There you go. Yeah, dude, it, it just works out with us. We just work out. And we still got a hundred bucks left. So we can go to the bar after this, right? Oh, that's <laughs> that's it. Finally. Now we're talking. Let's go. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna submit this lineup. And while I do, Joe, could you tell us a little bit about some of these uh players that you would like to fade for this week? Yeah, you know, it's funny, Chase. You know, when talking about fading some of these things this week, I think a lot of it has to do with fading just games completely. Um, and that's an easy one for me. Uh, there are some things you can cherry pick from a couple games. Um, but for instance, you know, right now, fading away from that Jets-Giants game, looking at the Jets defense and Brees Hall, that's it. Uh, looking at Atlanta-Tennessee, I just think it's gross. I like the Atlanta defense. Like, that's the way I'm looking on that game. Uh, same thing with Cleveland-Seattle. Like, you know, the Cleveland defense travels. I think Cleveland's defense is still in play. But I don't think anybody has a gauge on the offense, and you can't love anything Seattle's going to do necessarily. Uh, and that advantage in their home building is not the same as it used to be. So I think for me it's full fade of a few games here, which is nice because it allows you to kind of focus – on just some of these games that really matter. And there are going to be some one-sided affairs. It's going to be Baltimore, Arizona's one-sided. Casey Denver's going to be a little one-sided too. You might have some sneaky ones on there. I mean, there's a chance where Jacksonville-Pittsburgh becomes the sneaky game. Uh, but I keep coming back to that other one with you, which is that Dallas-Rams game I think is more appealing than people realize. And I'm very much in on Cincinnati this week. Yeah, I mean... Well, I, I love the Cincinnati match. We've already talked about that. But I got to fade, you know, Joe Mixon just because that's the regular thing. And then, you know, I know that you like Pacheco, but at his ownership costs, I just don't see the that's ceiling the there. No, you know? and I get that. I totally understand that. And I think that's the good argument against it. Um, but, you know, once again, sometimes it's just that easy where you look at something and you go, can he return that value, that cost? Yeah. Does he have touchdown equity? Yeah. Are they going to score a ton of points? Yeah. Like, it's just – it's a decent lineup builder. I don't love it in the tournaments, to be honest with you, but I think in cash games, I think it still tracks pretty well. Oh, he's locked in for cash games. He's absolutely yeah. locked in for cash games. It's just tournaments. It's like, man, if I don't play him and he goes off, what is going off for him? Is that like 23 points? Can I make up for it? Or am I yeah, lost? I mean, like, you have am to I have done? multiple touchdowns. That, that's what would have to happen there. True. All right. We got to build another lineup. You ready to go? Ready to go. Let's do it. Do we want to go Jalen Hurts? Do we want to play a pricey quarterback just to see what the, the bones would look like? We could give it a shot and see if we have to pivot down. Uh, or we could do a Dak Prescott cheap one, too. Either way, I'm good. Let's save the cheap one. Actually, no. Let's let's save the expensive one for the last build, so that way we can talk a little bit about our sleepers. And let's go with a, okay. a cheaper quarterback here. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. Which guy? You brought up Dak Prescott. I think that's interesting. I also really like the side for Matthew Stafford. Uh, you know, where would you like to go? Uh, I think the Stafford one, uh, you know, I, I, we keep waiting for Stafford to really have a day, quote unquote, and it just it, it keeps always disappointing, I feel like. Um, I don't love Jordan Love as a quarterback, but he keeps putting up fantasy points and the roster percentage is going to be low. Uh, yep. I think it's a decent matchup here at home for him. Um, you know, Stroud is the other guy, too, that I think is really interesting in that cheaper price range at 6300 So uh, to me, it's Stroud. Uh, potentially, or it's Dak Prescott that makes a little sense in terms of the pivot down where you still have a high enough floor. Because once you go past that, it's just you're really asking for trouble, I feel like. Well, there ha there's one guy. I think there's one guy that we at least have to mention, and that's okay. a guy that's been playing well the past couple weeks, and you don't really want to run the ball up against this team. I mean, you know, they haven't been great up against the running back, but they've been very good, and they've been stiff 
to an extent. And we think that team is fading. And if there's a lot of turnovers close to the goal line, but you can't run the ball, you can see some some play action, some some uh, potential rushing opportunities for the quarterback. Desmond Ritter. I mean, Desmond Ritter, <sighs> it, it's not sexy, but he's one of the cheapest quarterbacks on the slate. And he's been returning his value, what, the past two or three weeks, I believe? You know, if this was at home, I'd give it a little bit more hope. Um I know he still put up 16 points last week. You imagine what Bijan would be better. If you want to have a little fun and go crazy, I'll do it with you. I don't we know got if I'm, 17 I'm... points, 22 and 29 over the past three weeks. And I mean, we're talking about 5,100. I mean, this is an <laughs> average. His average That's points good. are right around the, the 7,500 price range. I'm, I just want to throw it out there. I can't argue against it. So we might as well give it a shot. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. We got Desmond Ritter. With Tennessee, now I don't want to get too risky. I don't want to go out there and I don't want to play Kyle Pitts and Drake London, right? That's just scary. Like, no, I think London. I couldn't sleep the night before if I did that, you know. Well, it's either London or what you want to do potentially is take advantage of the fact that everybody's so sour and down about Bijan Robinson, and that would be a way to go as well. Would we be able to double stack? Do you think we would be? Would we be able to go Bijan and London, or Bijan and Pitts, or do you want to stay as slim as you can in this matchup? I want to be very careful here uh, with Ritter. So I'm going to pick the, just the one guy there. Um, you imagine that Bijan touches the ball more. So that feels like a little bit better. Um, it's also one of the cheaper prices. I think we're getting on uh, Bijan Robinson down to 6K. He was in that 75 range not that long ago. So it's a big discount. So taking advantage of that is interesting. Now, can I interest you in Traylon Burks as a potential guy? No, who... no. <laughs> Case, you may not interest me in that at all. I no. mean, Will Levis has a big arm. Traylon Burks average yards Will per Levis is not an NFL roof. quarterback. And I, <laughs> this is not new. For, this is not a hot take. This is something I've been saying since January, <laughs> since, since reviewing him. Um, but I what will if, say this. If you're looking for a cheap wide receiver to kind of get involved, again, I, I, the total for this game is less than thrilling. So if you want to just get Ritter and Robinson and get out, I am mad at that. Um, if you want to stay with the the defense, I'm okay with that. If you really want to cheap out and then go with the Bengals defense and do something different there, I'm also interested in that too because that could be intriguing. What about a Conquo in a matchup where they might have to get creative? I love the, I love the salesman in you, Chase. This is why Trophy Smack <laughs> hired you because you know, you said, <laughs> no, stay away from me. <laughs> All right, we're away from that game. We're getting away from that game. On fire. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's throw a defense in there. I would love to, to go with the same one that we went with uh, the last time. I think there's plenty of opportunities there, right? If Atlanta's dominating this game, this could be an interesting stack in terms of sure, uh, sure. trying to, to leverage. To to, if you want to save 700 more, I'm okay with the interesting Bengals one too. I think oh, yeah, we could go with that one. We did discuss that. A little weirder, yeah. Let's go with the Bengals then. Let's do that. Because this would allow us to get up to Cooper Cup. This would allow us to get up to a couple other really interesting pieces. Okay. So we're sitting very – I was going to say we're sitting pretty. We ain't sitting pretty. This is not a pretty lineup so far. Um, yeah. But we can be sitting pretty by the end of it. So where are we going to go? Are we going to take shots on Tyree Kill? Are we going to take shots on you know some of these other you know more expensive guys? Are we going to try and leverage off and maybe go with some uh, contrarian takes? Well, look, let's let's get into that – uh rams dallas game because we didn't get into that one yet so why i think maybe you get into this with cup and lamb and start there or cup and pollard i think either of those or all three of them for that matter because i think you could probably do that with what we're bare bones we've started with here 
I love the cup and I love Pollard. I like CeeDee Lamb this week, right? I'm not saying that he's going to do poorly. I just, he's going to be, you know, around the the 12 to 15% roster ship for me. So I'm not going to have a ton he's of really ownership good on CeeDee. coming off buys, too. I mean, if you look historically, like he starts to really cook after that typically. So, oh, really? uh, again, yeah, interesting. Some interesting stats on there. Or if you don't like that, there's AJ Brown, there's Devonta Smith, there's getting back into that Washington game against uh, the Eagles that we like so much. Yeah, I, so I went with with Pollard and Lamb. I was unaware of that stat. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for that, Joe. Yeah. You're educating me right now. I appreciate it. Uh, once in a while. That's you know. <laughs> that's a great nugget, though. That's a great nugget. I've never seen that. All right. So we have uh, Desmond Ritter. We have Bijan Robinson, Tony Pollard, Cooper Cup. It's a lot of talent. Lamb. There. <laughs> it's looking What's much up? better now. Looking much yeah, better. Yeah. Now, now, now we're now we're cooking. So. We have about 4,200 left. I feel like this is an opportunity to play Trey McBride as a, yeah. a cheaper option. Agreed. Let's go. It's This is the Stars and Scrubs lineup. I think that's what this one is. <laughs> yeah. It might stars bottom out, scrubs. but, you know, if McBride and the Bengals defense do something and Ritter isn't embarrassing, uh, this dog certainly might be able to hunt. So now we're, now we're in that back-against-the-wall territory. we got to go find some value here. Uh, I think this is your rushy rice territory potentially yeah. if you want to go there. Um, he's around 5k if memory serves. Josh Downs is around 5k, Tank Dell is around. So you have all these guys, or if you want to continue to pound the table, you got Drake London in this range as well. Kendrick Bourne coming off two good weeks in a row. Uh, he could be an interesting one as well. The roster percentage will be low on him. So all those guys are in play. I'll let you pick these guys. I feel like I've been heavy handed. You pick the wide receiver and the flex here. I mean, we could go like we could go Tank Dell and Josh Downs. We could go Rasheed Rice and Josh Downs. I think that uh, Rice and Downs makes the most sense in terms of uh, you know trying to play uh, going with that boomer bust kind of scenario. I think that kind of makes a lot of sense here to me. All right, we are in there. There you go. Yeah, that was a good one. So we got Desmond Ritter, Bijan Robinson, Tony Pollard, Cooper Cup, Ceedee Lamb, Rasheed Rice, McBride, it's Downs, Bengals defense. It, this is this is just a weird one, man. This is just getting getting a little freaky. <laughs> All right. Well, I hit enter. We, we gotta we gotta do something because the people need to know about this, Joe. The people need to know about Mojo. This episode brought to you by Mojo. Mojo is that player stock market. We love Mojo because we like making lifetime bets on players. You run out the clock on these guys. Mojo just rolled out a brand new fantasy platform. That's right. So now you can build a portfolio of player props. Oh, Jamar Chase over 77.5. Oh, Kadarius Tony under 15.5. Whatever the under is on Kadarius Tony, doesn't matter. You can just stack up the props in your portfolio. And the beauty is once the Sunday games kick off, it's not over. It's not over until it's over with Mojo because once those games kick off, you can then move in and out of positions. Let's say that you're well ahead of expectations. You can cash out. Let's say you're behind expectations. You're underwater. Well, you can double down. That's what makes Mojo so special, why they're different. Check it out. Go to the App Store. Get the Mojo app and use the promo code UNDERWORLD. The promo code UNDERWORLD gets you a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. So the promo code is UNDERWORLD, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar Go to Mojo, start building your portfolio, and then during the games, you can be a fantasy day trader.
All right. All right, Joe. We got one more section left. We got to talk about our sleepers. Who are our sleepers this week, whether it has to do with ownership, whether it has to do with just not being seen, the guys that are going to outproduce their 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 numbers. Like, what are we talking about? Where are we looking? You gave us DJ Moore back a few weeks ago, and that was a <laughs> We did okay on that one. The rebound of DJ Moore, week one, people wrote him off way too soon. Uh, yep. I think when we were talking about that grouping of wide receivers, I think, uh, again, Tank Dell is in play this week. Uh, I do think that uh, Rushy Rice, but also uh, Mari DiMarcato, very cheap piece this week that I think could very well be in play. Um, again, he keeps on the field for snaps. That's very important. That's what we're looking for here. Um, some other guys too, I think George Pickens would be a sneaky good play, especially if Deontay Johnson's a little banged up here. Uh, so keep it in close eye on that one. Um, looking through some of the other lower cost guys, because there's so much to like this week, because it's a full slate. I think this is a little bit tougher because, you know, you, you, you know, the thresholds are going to be a little higher because there's so many good players on the slate. So I think you have to be very careful of how far down the trough you go. Uh, I think McBride is one of those guys at tight end. That's really intriguing because you're always looking for free square value kind of guys. And he fits that. So he's an interesting one to me. Um, but I think, you know, you don't want to go too far down. I think you want your lineups to have a really good floor this week because I just think it's going to be tough to get, you know, into those pay lines without those elite guys. Um, but as you see, as we built these lineups, it's not that hard to do this week where you can build these really good solid floor lineups. We also have a lot. I mean, it's easy to put Hall, Chase, you know, Pickens. There's one more guy too who's really cheap, 3,900s, Rashid Shahid. I think had he caught that touchdown last week, we'd be talking a lot more about him. Um, he's got a, you know, decent enough matchup here against Indianapolis Colts who are not great in the secondary. So I think Shahid's another guy too, in the tournament play would be really intriguing to me. Yeah. Uh, you, you pretty much nailed almost all the takes. I will say Brandon cooks is somebody that I want to keep an eye on. You can beat the Rams deep. We've seen it happen from week to week and it's a way to leverage this lineup. I think that Brandon cooks is a guy who caught a touchdown pass last week. And although I don't want to chase the points, he's cheap. So like, you know, all he has to do is, is get you to, to 15 fantasy points and you're in there. Give me, you know, 60 yards, a few catches and, you know, a touchdown, you're there. So mm-hmm. I think that Brandon Cooks is an, an interesting one, especially if you want to play the Rams Cowboys, but not want to, to hit on that chart because there's not too many ways that you can go in that one outside of what, you know, is laid out for us. So let's go ahead. Let's build our final lineup. And, and we want to get, we want to get, expensive on this one right we want to talk some big time numbers at the quarterback position we've got Patrick Holmes we've got Jalen Hurts we've got Lamar Jackson to attack of Aloha where would you like to go out of all these quarterbacks well why don't we do this why don't we put Shahid McBride and the Cincinnati Bengals defense in there and then that should give us enough to really start with Hurts, who I think probably has the best opportunity to get all the points on the board because he controls all the points of his offense I think that right. I think that would probably be the the best of the the route in order because we're already starting then with a very low threshold. You know, we're going way down there with McBride. We're going way down there with Cincinnati, uh, and that's what you want to do. You take the shots on things like the defense. You take the shots on a, another wide receiver uh, like Shahid, who, like I said, has touchdown equity. Um, cars thrown 300 yards back to back weeks. You know, I think you're looking for. I think things are looking up a little bit for that. Uh, Saints office, despite the fact that they fell short there and can't catch balls in the end zone. Foster Moreau, I'm looking at you. I'm looking uh, at you, Foster Moreau. But now we have Hurts. So the question is, 
who are the expensive guys we want to pay up for? Do we want to go right for A.J. Brown, or do you want to pivot down and get weird with Devonta Smith? Honestly, I just feel like Washington, with the way that they defend, uh, they don't like to get beat twice by the same players. So I think we're going to see triple coverage on A.J. Brown this week. He's That's why he's you know one of my slight fades. I'm not fading him entirely because that would be stupid to fade a guy that literally broke fantasy against the same team a few years ago. But Emmanuel Forbes, I don't know, has played a snap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Emmanuel Forbes has played a snap uh, since the Chicago game, uh, the one that followed the Eagles game, mm-hmm. So where you know he also got torched by DJ Moore. So it's completely different secondary that we're seeing. Meanwhile, they're not bringing their safeties up to cover the defensive backs. They're allowing Jam and Davis to do it, like we talked about earlier in the show. So we're probably going to end up seeing some sort of double, if not triple, coverage on A.J. Brown. I think that opens the door. For Goddard, I think that opens the door for uh, for Devonta Smith. All right, well, and Swift. With, yeah, well, let's try Swift and Smith then, and that should be an interesting one too. Because then we're we're fading AJ Brown, but we're all in on the Eagles. And if we get all of that right, well, that's going to be a really good day for us. Devonta Smith at sixty seven hundred. Still a deal. Yeah, it still allows us to probably go up to get Chase or somebody else. Would be my opinion. All right, uh, I think so. So. Now, well, you don't have to go Goddard here because we have McBride. So let's keep pounding the wide receiver and running back. So we love – I love Brees Hall as a running back. What other running backs are you looking for? You want to go here with Hall and Swift? You want to take two of our guys here? I actually really like Swift stacked with Jalen Hurts because I think that's going to fade yeah. the chalk. There aren't so many people that are going to play Swift because there's still that stigma out there that mm-hmm. uh, Hurts doesn't pass to the running back, which has not been the case this year. He has actually involved the running back in the receiving game. To, the, to an extent, uh, I really like love the thought of Ramon J. Stevenson just going off up against this Miami uh, Dolphins. And, and I don't think that the Patriots offense has to be good. I just think that he has to be involved. And if the Patriots are losing, he's going to be involved because they can't pound it with Ezekiel Elliott. What's the cost on Stevenson? Let's see if you I think can he's at six, 6K, 6,100, somewhere in that range. Give me one second. So let's click on there. Let's take a look. We are looking at, oh, he's only at 54. All right. that uh, We can play around with that if you want. Let's go ahead. Let's try to get Stevenson. Let's get Swift in there because I know that's your boy. All right. Let's do it. Hey, I also love Hall this week, and I love Javonta Williams this week. I mean, we you're hitting on all, all cylinders right. in terms of the running backs we discussed. Well, look, I think we, we kind of see the slate the same here. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if Travis Atien had a good day either, but again, let's see what – what money we have left here. So now we've got our big wide receiver, our big flex. We got more than seven K on each of them. So we can go high, low if you want, or we can go, you know, right in between, get two guys at that same cost. Uh, the trouble is the guys around there, look, Thielen's been very good. If you stop there in the scroll up just a tad, Kirk's been very solid as well. Those are two interesting guys. They're very good floor guys, but I don't know if they have enough boom here. So I think I'm more tempted to go up to some big dog wide receiver and then find another guy to cheap out with. So the question is, who's your favorite big dog wide receiver? Is it Chase? Is it Hill? Or is it Cup? I mean, if we want to play this game, right? Like, the Patriots did a great job of taking Tyreek Hill out of the game for the most part outside of a two-yard reception for a touchdown uh, back when they played early in the season. So I actually kind of like the the thought process of fading Tyreek Hill and going with Jalen Waddle, who was a leading receiver when they went off earlier in the season. I think he had it for 83 yards, if I remember correctly. So I mean, is the Waddle health. That's the only thing. Like, how is that back? Is he feeling all right? I know he's crept up on the injury report during the week, too. I don't have a problem with this one. But again, it's 7,500. Just out of curiosity, 
What would it look like if we went? Who is your favorite big dog wide receiver if it's not Hill this week? Is it Cup or is it Chase or is well, no? It's not AJ Brown. You already kind of made your case against that. Yeah, and by the way, I don't. Once again, I don't hate AJ Brown. I'll still have him. Oh some no, shares, of course not, not a ton. Sure. Now, and we're already invested in Hertz and Swift, so we're attacking that a different way. I so love Jamar Chase. Chase. He's probably my biggest lock of the week. So let's put Chase in there, and then let's see what it allows us after. So after Chase, that gives us what's our cost remaining? Sixty four hundred. Four hundred. That's still a sweet spot for a lot yeah, of these pieces here. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's in this grouping. Um, if you look down, considering on Mark Andrews, who I think is also again a really good spot there. Brees Hall. So you know you've got so many options here, or you have T Higgins if you want to double tap that bad boy as well. So there's so many ways you can go. I know Addison's been consistently good, but I don't know if I want to go there uh against the green bay secondary who's pretty decent um but to me like this is a really good grouping to be at um i think going double with you know i think mark andrews is perfectly fine here um i don't have a problem with that but again if there's another player running back or wide receiver that really pops to you i'm curious to hear honestly like chris alave is really interesting just because i think that the secondary for what do you the want to do with him and shaheed that's the only question Ooh, got your heat in that Ooh that's a good point. Is it going to be Jonathan high scoring? Taylor enough? also could be interesting here. If Jonathan Taylor has himself a Jonathan, uh, a vintage Jonathan Taylor game, that would be, I mean, because Jonathan Taylor, like when he ramps up, one of these weeks is going to look like Jonathan Taylor. And if this is the week, this is the last time you're going to see that $6,200 salary. I mean, he had a good week last week, primarily because yeah. of the receiving game, if I recall. And I mean, you know, he's still working himself 18 back. for 75, 21 points. To me, this is a really interesting piece here at this cost. Let's, let's do it, man. Let's throw, Jonathan, let's throw Jonathan Taylor in there. It makes plenty of sense. Okay. Uh, it's contrarian play because people are going to see that number three next to his name, and they're going to get scared to, to click that play button. <laughs> I mean, the Saints really haven't played too many great running backs. So I, I'm on board with that. There you go. This is a good right. a lot of star power. Little stars and scrubsy, but not too much because I don't think Shahid is a scrub. It's really just McBride who's got to just do a little something. If McBride can get us eight points in there, that'd be a good day. We'll take that and run away, and the rest we can just kind of rely on the volume. And I think this lineup gives us a ton of volume with the running backs and some good enough volume there between Chase and Devonta Smith too, potentially. This is a really good one as well. McBride, can you do something for me? Let's go. Let's go. Let's I love go, it, Joe. Frank. I appreciate you coming on the big tilt for week eight, baby. We're going to get out of here, man. As you guys can see, I'm not at my home location. We are sitting here in Cali right now. I'm on my laptop. I'm afraid it's going to crash any second now. So I need to get Joe off uh, before we do crash. But Joe, before we get off, let everybody know where to find you. Who doesn't know? Which if you don't, don't know, know, you should. They don't know by now, but Chase, thanks for having me. It was great to uh, hang out talk a little DFS with you. You can find me on X at JoePZPS17. You can find me at Fantasy Pros, at Betting Pros on the YouTube channel. And also, you can uh, find me on SportsGrid TV every Sunday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, doing the NFL pregame show. So you can go check that out, too. All your streaming services have SportsGrid TV. You can find me there uh, every Sunday talking ball. Great to hang out with you. Let's hope all these lineups cash big time. That's what I want. Oh, we're, we're making money this week, Joe. We're, we're cashing in. We're going to go to Vegas, bro. We're going to end up spending all of our wins and blow it all on the stuff that we don't know anything about, right? There, there you go. go. There you go. And we still got that money left over for drinks, you said. So let's, let's get out of here. Yeah, and I'm going to buy myself a badass NFL Blitz shirt like you got on. So, you know, Randy I, I got Moss, things I need. Randy oh. Moss old school, baby. Let's go. Absolutely love it, man. Thank you guys for joining in. We will see you next week for week nine.
Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.